0: you uh the friday before the memorial day weekend so uh for a lot of places around the country uh the weather's gotten better and officially the uh opening weekend of summer uh but for uh, a lot of us uh it's kind of a quiet week kind of a quiet weekend um you know i'm often reminded of things that people say, you know, Memorial Day, Labor Day, I can never keep them straight, right? And then there's uh, those of us who can never forget the difference. And so uh, I think for that group, uh, this weekend is kind of a quiet weekend uh, where you try to do normal things and... uh, uh, You are burdened uh, with thoughts from your past, with friends who no longer are with us, with uh, the things you've seen, the sacrifice you've seen um, made for the nation uh, that has changed you forever, changed the way you look at the nation. And uh, dare I say... um, it makes this democracy holy, right? It makes it sacred when you see the sacrifice that gets made in peacetime and in wartime. And so uh, so I, it is my custom uh, to remind everybody uh, at some point in this show, and I'll do it at the top of the show today, because Kim and Greg Lotus are going to join me here in a little bit, but... Um, that at some point during your weekend, uh, make sure you stop uh, the proceedings. And for your kids, for your grandkids, if you have some, or for just the people you gather with, uh, remind them what this weekend is about. Uh, this weekend is not, is not about thank you for your service. This is a very specific weekend and a holiday in which we remember those who have given their lives in the service of this nation. Uh, And to think about that it was never their design to give their life. Uh, Like all of us, you know, it's not going to happen to me. You know, it might happen to somebody, but not going to happen to me. And then it did. And they had dreams and aspirations to be, Farmers and lawyers and firemen and artists and all kinds of things. And uh, that was never to be. And so, um, you know, I I often say that this nation didn't get to be what it is today because nobody gave a shit about it. And uh, and when their nation needed them, right, they served. And they never went home. And so that's what we... uh, that's what we honor this weekend, very specifically, we honor that um, and I think and even more specifically, those who lose their lives are gone, but their families are not and so for those family for those families who have lost somebody, this weekend is a uh very very heavy weekend where there's constant reminders of your loss and so I would tell you um the other thing that if you know a family that's been impacted by the loss of someone in the service of the nation, that reach out to them, reach out to them and just say, Hey, I just wanted to say that I'm thinking about you. Uh, you are in my thoughts and prayers and you don't have to say anything other than that. Um, just kind of give them a hug, whether it's in person or electronically or whatever, um, make sure you reach out to them and make sure that they know that you are mindful of the f- sacrifice that they make every day and i think that's uh, i think that's hu- hugely important so while we remember those who lost their lives in the service of the nation we honor their families right who pay that price right with a you know, empty chair at a, t- at a table, an empty uh, beach chair at a picnic, and all of that. So, uh, mindful of that um, on this day. Um, that embraces all the services. Um, I normally at some point, and I'll do it uh, here at the top of the show, um, a little salute to all of the services, and then uh, a little bit of a, uh, a memorial um, as we kick this show. Uh, Kim Holmes and uh, Greg Lotus will join me here uh, in a few minutes, but uh, this little salute and a little reminder to everybody of what this weekend is all about. that segues into, uh, the best song of them all. And we all know which one that is, but, uh, this is all Marine radio. And, uh, so, um, uh, when we get to the Marine part of this, um, there's a song we play when we do memorial services called the eternal father. There's a verse devoted to Marines in that thing that I think has about 170 something verses to written to it. Um, and then there's a, the ceremonial playing of the Marines hymn and a taps and a 21 gun salute. And so, uh, this show today is dedicated to, um, those who went off to serve their nation and never went home. Um, I was reminded of that, um, recently at Pearl Harbor. Um, I walked out of where I uh, where I stay, and it empties kind of right into the mouth of Pearl Harbor, literally by fifty yards. And I walked out there, and and you see that, and uh, you look at you look west, and just the vast expanse of the of the Pacific. How many Marines? How many sa- sailors? How many soldiers? Uh, how many airmen uh, sailed west? You know, wondering if, would they ever see home, and uh, and they did not. And so, um, so again, uh, mindful of that, um, this is the marine portion of that song, and then uh, then a mom- then kind of a thing that I play um, on days that it's appropriate, and it is certainly appropriate and uh and this show is always dedicated to uh those americans uh who gave their life so that we could live the lives that that we live and uh there's no way to say uh thank you enough there's no way to uh repay their families for it and so the only thing that they you know can know And and, and C is our eternal gratitude um, and understanding for that sacrifice and their continued sacrifice to their families. So this is all dedicated to that. That stuff jacks me up. I'm not going to lie to you. It starts with uh, "Eternal Father," and I'm not a fan of that song. Um, I've been tapped. <sighs> um, we'll check the weather, and then uh, we will uh, get Kim and Greg Lotus on. And we'll talk about whatever we talk about. So anyway, uh, currently it is seventy-four degrees and cloudy in Quantico. It is hot down in North Carolina. It is sunny in 86. Marine Corps Base 29 Palms, sunny in 75, Camp Pendleton cloudy and 60. Camp Smith in Hawaii, dark cloudy and 70. Okinawa, dark, cloudy and seventy-seven. Darwin dark cloudy seventy-three. Getting cold in Darwin and getting hot in Oslo. How about this? It is uh, sunny in 74 in Norway. Yeah. How about that? So uh, as everybody gets ready to head out the door and, and uh, have a great weekend, and I certainly hope you do, um, just remember what this weekend's about. Uh, make sure you take time out of, uh, out of the weekend to remind whoever you're with, your kids, your grandkids, or your friends, what this is about and that they have a responsibility to this nation. And as I said a little bit earlier, this country didn't get to be what it is because nobody gave a shit about it. So what is your role? Your role at some point is to serve in your community, whether it's picking up garbage, whether it's volunteering at Special Olympics, whether it's running for office, whether it's participating in a debate about the future of your community. Um, what you owe all all these incredible people that gave their life for the nation to create this thing we live in is to be a good steward of it. And that requires your service as well in some way, shape, or form. So with that said, Kim Holmes and Greg Lotus join me right now. Hi, this is Mike McNamara, and you're listening to All Marine Radio, On your home for it, the one and only All Warrior Radio Network. Friday. so if it's Friday, hopefully uh, I'm joined by Greg Lotus and Kim Holmes. And Greg joins me today. Greg, good morning. How are you?
1: I'm doing well. How are you?
0: I'm all right. All right.
1: Little 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 chilly here in Grand Forks. Uh, Come on, had a uh, had a had a frost had a frost warning uh, today, and to the. <laughs> I think to the west of us, uh, there was flurries. Um, so it uh, it remains intact as far as uh, the only month that it hasn't snowed in North Dakota is July. Uh, so we are gonna approach June here shortly. So
0: next week, next Tuesday, A little snow, little Memorial Day snow flurry. Nothing like it um yes. that's hilarious that's awesome and also joining us yeah the man the myth the legend himself the elusive kim holmes kim first of all how are you i am doing great thank you very much glad to hear greg's doing well yeah yeah life
2: is good in my hood
0: the uh the, bi- the bionic man kim completely overhauled new heart new uh new brain new everything he's like right like, yeah. He's like, se- He's like the Wizard of Oz. <laughs> He's like a seven-year-old kid. <laughs> pa- pass no, the salt no, and the sugar. All of the above. The you know, if you eat butter without salt, what is that? Just animal fat? I mean, who 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 needs that if there's no salt in it? It has no taste.
1: Well, if you're if you're ba- if you're baking, then you need. Uh, unsalted butter very frequently, but there are some uh, some dishes that you and Kim could attest to this that you uh, would cook uh, with meat or whatever uh, or vegetables that you would use unsalted butter and then salt um, as you taste. You know exactly, Greg. Yeah,
0: exactly. I say. I'll tell you what. I, never- I put. I put unsalted butter on a piece of toast. I spit yeah. that shit up like that. Well, like what is this would. garbage in my but mouth?
2: It, it's, uh, I don't cook. We don't cook with salt, salted butter here. Oh Beth keeps some in the house for certain things, but, uh, I don't eat salt as much as I'd like to. And, uh, at Sanders, uh, I had a lot of complaints about salt, and so I, I cooked all my food without salt and and salted it as I went along and tasted it. And then uh, always, it used to make me absolutely crazy, you take a plate of food to a table, they wouldn't taste shit. All they'd do is grab the salt shaker and start pounding it.
0: Ridiculous, and, and, and then they did it. <laughs> that that would be me. Uh,
2: no, then, like, so, you know what's the point? What's the fucking point? So
0: I, I like so a, I, uh, I like a uh, nice uh, I like a nice glaze on my on my ribeye. In addition to all the salt that's in the marbling, I want a little salt glaze on that thing.
1: Well, if you're if you're having a steak, if you're having a steak, you need salt and pepper. I mean, there's no question about it, Thank you. and that should be done. Prior to grilling or roasting or whatever you're doing, but exactly. there are many rest there are many restaurants. In fact, some of the uh, finer ones with the Michelin stars or whatever, like uh, sushi places, where um, the chef prepares uh, the pieces of fish and everything else as they should be, and you don't put a single thing on them. Um, th- th- this whole thing with, uh, giving him a soy bath and, uh, uh, wasabi mixed with soy sauce and everything, Ooh. um, th- that, that's for the, you know, the nine ninety five lunch special. That's not for some of these places, but salt is, uh, is definitely, uh, a- a- accompanied with uh, many great dishes, but I'm a pepper man myself. I, I, I- like yeah. Like uh, I will, I will say like cream of mushroom soup or anything like that. I love pepper, and uh, I can't live without pepper.
2: Well, when I salt my fillets or ribeyes or anything, I salt them heavily, and I also do just as much pepper, if not more, before yeah. I grill. Them. And I let them rest for a little bit so the salt and pepper soak into the meat, and Absolutely. then you slap them on the grill. But, Absolutely,
1: uh, yeah. Because you lose you- salt and pepper. You lose a lot when you cook, right, uh, Kim? If you salt and pepper your meat, and you put it on the grill and you're flipping and uh, or roasting or whatever, you lose a lot of the of the stuff as you cook. So yeah, well, I mean it's supposed to cook into
2: the meat, and that's why yeah. you let it rest before you put it on the grill uh, there you go. Or, or in in your skillet uh but yeah if if you put a piece of meat on the grill without it being salted or peppered uh it's gonna taste like a uh something you wanna you like, could put on like your shit. shoe like shit. That's a very description. How
0: do you live without salt? You know, my favorite kind of potato chips are Lay's yellow bag potato chips. Okay? Yeah. You want want to know why? Salt. The salt on those potato chips is awesome. Right? That's the whole potato chip, right? The whole potato chip industry invented to convey salt into your pie hole and then it's designed to go down with something carbonated. That's been my entire chip? life. I, yep.
1: That's exactly I, I, right. love, I love um, kettle cooked any kind of chip, but my favorite <laughs> is ke- kettle cooked salt and vinegar. Yep, me too. Kettle cooked oh, anyway. Oh my god.
2: It's orgasmic. <laughs> yeah, ex- absolutely. <laughs> oh but my my wife <laughs> loves the uh, yellow bag lays uh, because of the salt. She's a salt aficionado.
0: Who is? My wife, Beth. Oh, man. I Let me tell you. I mean, if somebody doctor looks at me and says, you can't have salt anymore, I'm just going to say, get the plot ready. I'm out. Oh, get yeah.
1: ready. Yeah. Get ready, Mac. <laughs> get ready. <laughs>
0: no, no more salt. And I was talking to Kim about this one day. You know, a guy who spent his whole life around food, right? So, yeah. what is that? That is devoted to salt and sugar, okay, predominantly. Yeah. I know there's other things, but I mean, come on. And then somebody looks at you and says, hey, you got you to gotta cut both those two out of your diet. Right? Yeah. Okay, just fuck it then. Really? Yeah. What's the point? <laughs> What's the fucking What's point? The fo- yeah, good question. Uh,
2: I've right? managed quite well.
0: Well, uh, now you've got right? a new heart, though, so you could, like, you're fucking good to go now, right? I got another round or two left. <laughs>
1: <laughs> A round or two.
0: Yeah. Holy, well, holy.
2: the second round will be when I go
1: from eighty to ninety.
2: That's we, round we, two.
1: We're gonna we're gonna bank on round two, not just round one.
2: Yeah, well, that's that's what I'd like to think, but uh, I, I probably know better than that. But I'm. Always been an optimistic fellow (laughs) He's
0: a bionic man What are are we talking about man He's the bionic man He'll be here forever He'll go to your funeral He'll go to mine Jeez your dad looks really good in that casket What the fuck
2: Yeah (laughs) Yeah. Uh, It's just just so much fun uh, Living the life I've lived so far Knowing what I've done to my body so far to be talking to you guys on the radio, which is one of my favorite things to do in the world, and uh, and here I am, and, and I'm now you're
0: bionic.
2: Yeah, well, I'm. Uh, I wish I was, but
1: I'm uh, feeling
2: pretty nifty. <laughs> uh, fuck yeah,
0: it. but
1: but it's it's your job. It's your job to put your body through the fucking motions, and then see what you can obtain or whatever so like you're testing it and uh it, it's it's it might have some hiccups here and there but you know you, you'll come on, on
0: top do you think so
1: well, well
2: you no. know when, when you abuse your body uh my philosophy was losing my dad at such an early age uh, i have two lives to live so I got to double down on every fucking thing going. Amen. I'll, Amen. I'll take I'll take four of those beers. <laughs> Amen. I'll Amen. take two two of those prime ribs. <laughs> you know what I mean? No. Uh, yeah. Amen. Yeah. Give me that four pound steak.
0: <laughs> now, but, <laughs> do you have I, to? Do Because I, I was man. thinking about that. Like God. Life without salt, salt is the staple of the American diet. It's not I mean other than you know we read about the Mediterranean diet and what Asian people eat and all the rest of this shit but i mean for the for the American diet, and I would dare say the Canadian diet, salt is king, man
1: well hold on mac mac you're you're saying that the american diet but that salt is universal it it doesn't matter. Um, for what country or, or of origin or whatever, salt is, um, the, the main spice. I mean, you're talking about salt and pepper was traded as if it was money or gold, yeah. um, in, in, back in, back in the day. So, I mean, that's how precious it was, you know? And, it adds yep. so much yep. flavor to food. It's not even funny. Um, so and when you have so
2: something... Specific- go ahead. I'm sorry, Greg. Go
1: ahead. No, no, no. But but what I'm going to say is that it's not even funny. Is that all the dishes that you that you eat? They're salted to a point, and you know my wife makes cabbage rolls. And she doesn't heavily salt them right away. Um, and she lets people uh, taste it and then add the salt and pepper as they need it uh, based on their individual taste because um, you, you know when you when you serve you know 10 or 50, oh sorry, my dog's barking, but um, okay. Um, but when you serve a, ho- a whole bunch of people, you you have to let them um, salt and pepper to taste. And er- everyone's taste is different. And that's what's great about food. And so, um, you know, with, with Kim and his restaurant and everything and people complaining about salt and this and that, they should be bitch slapped back to Bangkok. I mean, seriously, like, you know, we're going to serve you. We're going to serve you. Yeah. We're going to serve you a dish. And if you would like some more salt, it's on the table. Go ahead and salt yourself. But that's what it's all about.
2: Yep. Yep. You prepare something a certain way. And I always salt and peppered it or whatever spices I was using. And, uh, and I could taste the salt. And if I could taste the salt, I kind of figure, since I've never been a smoker, you can taste the salt. Well, yes. most people are smokers. They can't find the salt anywhere. And so they're the ones that complain. They're the ones that just just oh, just oh open the salt shaker and dump it on. And, uh, and that's okay with me because they're paying for it. <laughs> and I don't have to eat it.
1: Well, my my wife my wife's father was a smoker and yeah. he's the he's the first person i've ever seen that salted pizza no way yes <laughs> and because because of the the smoke part of it coated his tongue and he wasn't you know he couldn't taste anything and so he would put salt on pizza and it, wow. it just boggled my, it boggled my mind. Wow.
2: I guess. so. did, uh, did he ever stop smoking?
1: Yeah. W- when he passed away. Oh, <laughs> I'm sorry. I did not know. No, <laughs> no, 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 no. It's, it, it just, that's the way he was, uh, Kim. I mean, he, he 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 went to the end. He did what he did to the end, and that that's the way he he ran.
0: Went out on his terms, right? Lived his life the way yeah. he wanted to. When it was done, it was done. Yeah. Right. right. The that's um fine. no,
2: you know I uh no I you, tried that, but it didn't work. I'm
0: still here. Yeah. No kidding. <laughs> no, no kidding me. The um no, I just salt is such a dominant you know flavor in our culture you know i mean so i i ran out of butter and so we have this yeah. unsalted butter in in the in the in the refrigerator i'm like yes yeah. i'm like this shit right so i make a piece of toast i put butter on it and then i just grab the I salt shaker, and i salt it a little bit i was like this is awesome why don't i do it all the time you know and it, but, but I, it felt weird no. it felt no. really salting your toast but it didn't have any salt in it and then I thought you know what salt is the flavor in it this stuff sucks without it so it's just interesting when and it, and it, what made me think about that was kim having to give up salt right and he loves flavor he loves taste and and how much that would suck how much that would suck so the, i i
2: get by uh, with a little salt that i but i'm allowed like twelve hundred milligrams a day, which is about a a teaspoon of salt. <laughs> well, that's sweet fuck all. And uh, yeah, what the fuck? And but but it works for me. And I've got. Wait a minute. Taste- Wait, I thought you yeah. you got a new heart. Can, I mean, can't you like ramp up your salt again, or what's the deal? Believe me, <laughs> believe me. I do yeah, yeah, I do. There's no question about it. I, I'm uh, my weight's down to two 20- zero one and uh and uh the, the you know every month i get a heart monitor check yeah and, and they and, they, and uh, there's a, a little special phone attached to my phone system and uh during the night once a month they monitor my heart my pacemaker defibrillator oh, really? and uh 2 days later i get a letter saying Oh everything looks beautiful. Oh my god, this is great. There's no, no fluid on your lungs. There's there's no salt, there's everything is great. And uh I just start laughing because man, you know, I eat salt. <laughs> Believe me I do. And uh and but uh it it's kind of a I pick and choose my moments When I get into the salt, like potato chips, I, for those kettle chips, I got a real bad Jones for those things. And, uh, and Beth, she's a chip nut. And, uh, (laughs) she'll buy me my kettle chips. And, uh, I, I, you know, we have a sandwich or something at lunch and, uh, I'll be eating just a plain cheese sandwich and, uh, maybe a little mustard on it. And, uh, (laughs) <laughs> but I have a pile of chips. So, you know, I control my intake, but uh, it's selective scooping, is what I call it. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I just, I don't get greedy.
0: Because
2: you, you know, you know the you you get greedy, you get beat.
1: <laughs> you know, what's funny is uh, I have to admit that sometimes you realize you're getting old. Yes. Um, when, when, uh, my son, uh, who's, you know, uh, just got done his freshman year in college and, uh, he went out and enjoyed, uh, a night with his buddies and, and, uh, had a little bit of fun and stuff. And then the next morning I said, uh, to him, I, I was talking to him on the phone. I said, Oh, do you have a hair of the dog? And he goes, what, what, What?" <laughs> and I'm like, do you have a hair of the oh, dog? My God. Did, did it help you out? And he says, what are you talking about, dad? <laughs> and I said, oh my God, like, I know that saying, and that was taught to me uh, a long time ago, but he had no idea what that meant. Yeah, that's
0: That's a parental failure right there.
1: It, exactly. Yeah. Exactly.
0: Yeah, I hope you don't don't feel good about yourself. Uh,
2: well, did he have a good night though? Oh, he did. He definitely did. Did, did he? Uh, did he pray to the gods of puke?
1: <laughs> no. Well, no. he all, all, almost, but he was hurting the next day for a while. So that 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 uh, set him straight a little bit. Oh.
2: I I used to get that way. Uh, well, sometimes I'd, I'd Ralph, and, but if I didn't, then I'd go right back to drinking the next morning with a exactly. couple of beers. Yeah.
0: yeah, just don't slow down. That's the way to right. You want to yeah. you want to avoid a ha- hangover? Keep drinking. You just ease out of it. <laughs> yeah, keep drinking. The um, Memorial Day coming up, and yes. uh, just a little. Uh, Advertisement, you know, uh, for everybody, it's not thank you for your service weekend. It is a, a weekend that we honor, um, in particular, those families who uh, who have lost somebody uh, in, uh, in the fight that keeps our nation free. Um, and, uh, you know, so that's what this weekend's about. Uh, you know, I, one of the things I tell my kids is this country didn't get to be the way it is because nobody gave a shit about it. The uh, the men and women in our national cemeteries, uh, that was not their life ambition, and uh, I don't think any of them thought it would happen to them. And uh, yet, when our nation needed them, uh, they served and 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 they were they gave their lives. Um, at some point in the weekend, stop what you're doing and just make sure that your kids and your grandkids understand what this weekend's about. Um, Amen. And 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 Amen. because again. This country doesn't get to be what it is because nobody gives a shit about it. And then so in a nation that has people that do that, what is your obligation? And that is to give a shit about your community, volunteer in your community, and help in your community. And uh, yes. a great nation is nothing more than a, a, uh, a group of great communities. And so you, have, uh, you honor them by their service. You have a moral obligation in the United States of America to perform a bit of service. Whether it's picking up, uh, trash on trash pickup weekend, whether it's taking food to a shelter, delivering meals on, uh, Christmas Eve or whatever, just, uh, and set that example for your kids so your kids get it. So I think a lot of teaching could be done on, uh, on Memorial Day. That being said, that little commercial being said, um, it is officially. Well,
1: th- hold on, hold on, Matthew, because, sure. you know, since, uh, since we've been in Grand Forks or I've been in Grand Forks um and with my father uh we've always attended the memorial service that's held uh on the corner of uh Washington and uh 32nd Avenue on Memorial Day uh where the veterans uh come out and do uh, um a little bit of a a service for maybe 20 25 minutes um taps is played and uh they have uh someone that speaks um that comes out and 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 does a, uh, a you know a speech for the public and stuff and i've always <laughs> Brought my, my children there. Um, my dad taught me at a young age to honor this day or that day, um, because of the various graves that surround you when you go to that service. And, uh, you know, they need to understand, uh, the history and what has taken place and that's the reason for uh your freedom and so i think a lot of times that is lost um because it's a day off of school it's a day off of you know for uh, workers or whatever um but there's a reason for that and and so i think more attention needs to be paid um because of that and it it makes me sad that it, it it doesn't receive more attention um because of the tremendous sacrifice that has taken place and so you know picking up trash or doing something is always great um but the fact that you can you know, go and, and just witness, um, the grave sites, um, because it's someone's son, it's someone's daughter, um, that have paid the ultimate sacrifice, which is the loss of life. And that is what needs to be at the forefront. Right. No,
0: without a doubt, without a doubt, you know, and, uh, no, you know, it's, uh, And again, I I saw somebody post something this morning uh, on Facebook um, about saying Happy Memorial Day. And uh, I have to tell you, I mean, that doesn't anger me. It used to. It doesn't anger me anymore because what I see is, what I hear is Jesus' words on the cross. You know, Father, forgive them for they know not what they do. They don't do it out of any form of maliciousness. They've never been educated. And so that's why I say parents, grandparents out there, you have an obligation to, to, to your children if you want them to grow up to be good human beings, good people and good citizens to teach them about this weekend, you know, and and that, that they have a role in their community and what service is as an American citizen and how lucky you are to have won the ovarian lottery and to have either been born here or like Greg and his family to have uh, to have immigrated here. And so. Um, again, there's, they should be cognizant of that and they should be grateful for that because of all the opportunity that lays at all of our feet. And uh, and I just don't see, you know, it pains me when when it pains me to hear that because I know that they haven't been taught. And I, I remember, you know, especially with teenagers, don't lecture yeah. them. Don't lecture them. Take them, right? Take them and let them see and experience it and then you'll have a conversation with them and i remember delivering food at uh i remember two two quick incidents i'll tell you about one is putting flags in across from our home on 10th avenue north uh okay. i saw the legion people out there you know planting flags so i grabbed i gathered up my kids i said let's go we're going to go help and you know a lot of the, the legion people and vfw people they're elderly right they're Vietnam, World War II, Korea—not Vietnam, any, not World War II anymore. But and so my kids go running out there, and and they got, and and I said, "Hey, we're here to help." And I knew some of them, and uh, so my oldest, you know, he's putting in flags, and he comes and he says, "Come here, I want you to look at this." And uh, I said, "Okay," and he says, and so while he's putting in the flags, he was doing the math on the on the headstone. And he says, Dad, this guy was 16. I thought right. I thought you couldn't join till you were 18. And I said, well, he was probably one of those big guys, hairy guys. And he lied about his age and falsified his birth certificate. And they saw it and it looked like he was 18. Off he went. And I said, do you know what happened on June 6, 1944? Huh. And he looks at me and he says, he says, no. I said, that was the invasion of Normandy. He died at Normandy right? At the age of 16. And, you know, and then you see it hit, you know, I think John at the time was 15. He's a year older than you. And, Uh and you just see it impact. And then you, then you have a subsequent conversation, right? About service, about what it means to be an American and what you, what you owe that guy. And then I remember delivering meals, uh, for St. Mike's, um, with, and it was Patrick and I and Colleen. And we went to this developmental home and, and, uh, and, and, you know, there's people that are, you know, in all, you know, in all shapes and sizes and forms and that have developmental disabilities. And, and when we left there, we delivered food to about six different place apartments. And when we left, Patrick looks at me and says, you know what, dad, I don't need anything for Christmas. And I, right. I said, what do you, what do you mean? He says, I've got a pretty good life. Yeah. And I said, well, that's good. Cause I'll call your mom and tell her to take all your shit back and <laughs>
1: perspective perspective you know
0: what and again especially for teenagers and this is the same way and we all have common experience at special olympics right Right. if you want to have a great family experience go volunteer at special olympics and the conversations you're going to have with your kids and you don't have to lecture them right at all and it's part of raising them to be great human beings and and this weekend's part of that And so, and, and again, I think as a, you know, a lot of times as parents, you know, you you know, we lecture them and then we get frustrated because they don't get it. Don't lecture them. Let, as Greg said, take them out and let them see, and then watch the conversation that you'll have. But it's very cool. cool. Absolutely. Yeah. And even, I mean, surprise. I mean, when you're, when you're, I think Patrick was 19th time. I don't need anything for Christmas. I've got a pretty good life come on man I mean, sure. especially a hammerhead like patrick right yeah. <laughs> right if that clown but
1: if- i think but i think special olympics is probably one of the best ways to bridge the gap for some people or families that don't understand or whatever because then they could see the, the battles that those athletes face and also the families, Um, you know, the trials and tribulations that what it's like to raise someone with special needs, uh, because we take for granted that, you know, your kid's going to go to school and, and going to take a test or whatever. um, But that's not the same for someone with special needs and, and things like that. So, I, I think the Special Olympics route is the, the one of the greatest ways to volunteer in order to gain perspective.
0: Yes. yes. So I, I will just tell you, I mean, it, it fundamentally changed um, <clears throat> all, all of us in my family, to include my kids. And I think the first year we went, Patrick was seven, John was 10, and all of our kids it fundamentally changed the way they viewed the world, as these experiences will. And I, I remember the we, the first thing we ever went to was a soccer tournament down in Bismarck. And I was the director of sports for the state, and I opened the games, right? And I, I, you know, I I led the athletes in reciting the, the athlete oath and all this stuff. And then on the way home, you know, we got in this conversation. Well, Dad, I mean, could that have happened to us? Yes, it could happen to anybody. Really? Well, but but can they get better? Uh, oftentimes, no. That there's kind of a you know a ceiling. Yes, they can improve, but they'll never be like you, okay? No. And they'll never no. live a normal life. And then they then they said that it was very interesting because you know there's some people that that you know special Olympics with Down syndrome, and then there's some very high functioning people there. And so my, my son's, I think John said. But that, you know, and he said the girl's name and she's from Minot. She's a soccer player, very high functioning athlete. But she's not, you know, she's not an athlete. She was a partner. I said, no, she's an athlete. She's an athlete. And he said, no, 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 no. You know, her name it was Christy. Christy from Minot, the soccer player. I said, yes, she's wearing blue shorts. She's an athlete. And he looks at me and goes, are you sure? I said, yes, I'm sure. I said, look. You know, there's a whole spectrum that this that this thing covers. And I said, so, yeah. but what's the most important thing that you, you learned that they want? They just want to be treated like anybody else. And, yep. and I will tell you this. It fundamentally changed the way my kids looked at anybody with a developmental disability. And I remember Mike Berg telling me, and Mike Berg's a friend of ours. He's a, a, just an incredible guy. Great football coach. But what Mike Berg did was he used football to develop human beings. And uh, I think he won his first state championship in his 35th year of coaching or something like that. But if you talk to people who grew up in the north side of Grand Forks, North Dakota, Mike Berg is a legend in terms of the way he helped develop young people. And Mike came up to me. Patrick was going to Central High School. And Mike came up to me and he said – um. He said, your kid has a gift. And I said, for what? And he said, he said, you know, I've heard you talk about your experiences at Special Olympics. He said, he walks in, he walks in the the cafeteria with his, you know, jackass friends and the kids with special needs see him and they yell at him. And he said, and Pat, and my son, Patrick, if you've never seen a picture of him, he's got like a million dollar smile. And he has since he's been a little guy. He said, Patrick puts both hands in the air and just yells at him, what's up, right? And then he goes, (laughs) right, he goes and gets his food with his buddies, and he goes over, and he just, you know, they plop down at the same table with these kids, and he starts flipping them shit, and they're laughing, and he treats them like they're everybody else, and they love your kid. (laughs) And I said no. He and you, I said he learned that as a seven, eight, nine. I mean, all the years we've gone and volunteered, right? That experience has been so wonderful in their lives, and it changed them forever. And it's but it's, and he, that's why I say when you expose your kids to this stuff, they're thinkers; they'll get it. And that's why it's so important that we, as parents and grandparents or whatever, you know, that we do this kind of stuff.
1: Well, I will. It. I will tell you. I will tell you unequivocally that. Um, Having uh, my uncle Donnie, the douche, um, with him being special needs um, and my kids growing up around him uh, since he's been in Grand Forks and stuff like that, um, they are so cognizant of what his uh limitations are and what he says and what he does and how he operates and it gives them a different lens to look at people um and then accept them and deal with them and and just be around everybody um but uncle Donnie has a special place in their heart and you could tell if they see, uh, something that, uh, you know, someone's mistreating somebody that has special needs. Oh my God. That, that'll send their, their temperature to the fucking boiling point. Um, they won't, they won't have it. They just won't have it. And so. Actually, it's been a blessing to have uh, someone like that in our family. Uh, where um, it's it's helped them being more well-rounded, um, and for them to to look at him um, as just a, a just a member of our family. Uh, with different needs, different wants, and, and, uh, different exceptions. Um, but without that, I don't think that they would have, uh, as good as, an education or an experience uh, as if he wasn't around. And, uh, I, I absolutely, like, they, they would tell you that Nobody loves their Uncle Dooch like they do. <laughs> and and I think that's the best. Right.
0: Right. No, you know what the other thing is, you know, magnificent kids, right? Um, are allowed to experience those things and and it's what fuels their growth because they, they are curious, they want to understand. And then that understanding fuels their development into incredible young people and that's what um you know and I'm, i remember i'll give you another example and it has to do with john working at sanders patrick too you know kim would hire you know people from the mission he'd hire people from all over the place some had uh, you know uh developmental disabilities and so my sons are dishwashers and they're working with them and their experience at special olympics taught them not to judge people like that you know that's the, right you know what I mean? And, and they would come home and they would laugh and tell stories, but it, it, it changed them, you know, to be better, better people, you know, to be better people, more compassionate people, more observant people. And, uh, you know, not just some young idiot with, you know, his head shoved up his ass and, uh, you know what I mean? But again, it's, it's, when you challenge young people to grow and you expose them to this, they grow. They're affected. And and, uh, and I think it's really important for teenagers not to be lectured, but take them and show them and allow them to experience it and then watch what they they grow on their own. And, and Memorial Day is no different. Uh, like I say, I mean, I, I'm Happy Memorial Day doesn't, you know, bother me. Um, I, it makes me sad because I, I know somebody has not done their job. Because, again, nobody's goal at the age of, I don't care, 16, at, you know, any age you, did that ever happen to your family? And I just had the experience this week of, um, I think it was Tuesday, it was one of the best days of my life. Um, I had a, a parent from, uh, whose son was killed in that Amtrak accident off the coast of California. He reached Hello, out, dude. yeah, he reached out to me through post-traumatic winning stuff. And I mm-hmm. had, I had about a two hour conversation with, with him. And, uh, you know, and, and I mean, he's, he's young guys. I mean, he's in his early fifties and he said, you know, he said, Mac, um, uh, my wife and I are young, you know, this, this can't be the end of our lives. And we know that. And I said, well, I think I have a tool that you can use to honor your son and to transform your life. And, and it's no bullshit. And I, I would love to I'd love for you to see it. I'd love for you to, to, to help me. And, and he was, is he's, he's just so excited. But, you know, um, when you experience that, I mean, I got off the phone. I, I, I mean, I felt like crying because to think that you've created something that may be able to ease somebody's pain like that. You yeah. know, and it's, uh. someone was ni- 19 years old, right? Um, the pride, right. The pride of his family um one of twin one of two twins and they're but just a great 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 guy and um you know and that's you know that's what this weekend's all about and and uh I always say the reason it's so sacred to me is uh you know when you watch them um in combat and you see their heroism and they don't do it when they get around to it they don't do it every you know you know the marines I saw they don't do it, you know, twice a month. Any time you call on them, they go and they'll die. And, I mean, when you see that, I mean, it, it fundamentally changes the way you look at your country, I think. And and I think it's why service to the nation is so important. In whatever form that you do this, you know, that, that, that you know, you teach your kids that. And it just it makes them better people. And it honors people that we're supposed to honor this this weekend. So... Um yeah, no, for me Tuesday was an unbelievable day. And uh yeah. and uh and, and being able to talk to a guy like that um was very cool. Very cool. Awesome. Let's, let's talk about food. Um Memorial Day weekend is like the kick of summer throughout the country officially. And uh yeah. <laughs> of all the things you've ever eaten off a grill, what would you say your favorite is? Kim? Oh, of all no, the things you've eaten... I would, I would say a, a
2: porterhouse steak. A porter. Yeah. A filet on one side and a strip steak on the other of the bone. Whoa,
0: that's it's a, about two to three inches thick. That's a fat man. That's a fat man decision right there.
2: Yeah. Amen. And... Uh,
0: oh, oh. <laughs> I remember I,
2: I, I was in my twenties when I had my first porterhouse on my Weber grill and uh, uh, charred the shit out of it, but it was still medium rare in the middle, and I went bonkers. <laughs> it was so good, and uh, and and then I learned about sauces in Europe and uh, came back and I did a, did that again and sauced it with the Brene sauce, and I thought I'd died and gone to heaven. <laughs> <laughs> but, but what what I do now with a with that with that what i i'm gonna do this summer is i'm gonna start it at about two hundred and fifty degrees in the oven for an hour and so it's slow cooks slow and then uh cooks all the way through, but it's still rare and then i'm gonna put it on my weber at about Six, five hundred degrees, five fifty, and uh, sear sear the crap out of it, and put my crust on it. And uh, I did one last year, and it was just out of this world. And so I'm going to do it. I can't wait to do it again.
0: It'll probably be, a, be around the fourth of July, Beth's birthday. <clears throat> All right, Gilo, what about you? Best thing you've ever eaten off a grill
1: you know uh, a lot of a lot of people are like i mean i'm a I'm a steak guy for sure um but you know for the majority of people out there the, the, one of the easiest things they could do is buy you go to Sam's Club if you got a family. Of uh three kids or whatever, or four kids or uh, with your you and your wife is to go get two chickens from Sam's club It'll cost you ten bucks ten bucks yep. and you you take them um and you cut out the backbone with scissors um it's it's so simple uh take out the backbone and you brine the chicken with equal parts uh salt and and brown sugar or just regular sugar you could add some garlic salt you could add a couple of aromatics uh, rosemary thyme whatever if you want to you 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 brine it overnight it doesn't take bugger all you can put it in a Ziploc bag you can put it in a tub you can do whatever you want you take it out and, uh, what I do is I get one of these bricks, uh, that the paving stone or whatever that you probably have lying around. I, I put it in, uh, I cover it with, uh, foil. And once you take the backbone out, it'll lay flat. And I, yep. uh, salt and pepper that, that, uh, brine chicken. And I put it on the barbecue, um, indirect heat. So that means you start the barbecue on one side and get it really hot. But you put the chicken on the other side to start, um, get her going, and uh, and then put the brick on top of the chicken so it lays flat, and uh, that way. Uh, it cooks evenly. Um, you get the, the breast, the thigh, everything going at once. And then uh, once you have uh, a good temperature going, you can move it over to get the crust on it. And you can flip it or whatever, put the brick back on it. Um, but it's the easiest way. And I usually go to KFC to grab some coleslaw. Um, so you don't have, if you want to make coleslaw great, if you don't, you grab some coleslaw or some potato salad or whatever, and then you got like, uh, eight pounds of chicken, uh, between the two birds, uh, for your whole family, dimes to donuts, you're going to have leftovers, but man, man is, yeah, it's so easy. I have it's two
2: so questions. Eat. Yep. Uh, I'm sorry. Uh do you brine no. it overnight?
1: Yep. Yeah, I okay. always brine my I always brine my If you're not brining your chickens mm. whether you're cook, cooking it whole, you're making a mistake because then then I you're going to dry it out and everything else. So that brine chicken um It just makes a world of difference inside the meat um, and stuff. But when you put that brick on it, it lays so flat, it doesn't curl, and uh, you get even even heat distribution. And like I said, it's indirect heat at the start. Then you can move it over to where the the fire goes hot, and you can get that crust on it because everyone likes that skin you know, or whatever that uh, crusty bits and stuff. Yeah. I'm I'm a I'm a crusty, crusty bit guy. You're but, a chicken
2: uh, skin guy. I can tell. Yeah. So am Absolutely.
1: absolutely. Now, do
2: you started bone side down.
1: Uh, you know what? I I usually say yeah. I usually do it bone side down, and that's okay. a good point. Uh, yeah, that's a good point. People uh, want to know. Yeah, because yeah. the, when you, when you put it the skin side down, it tends to stick, um and then it, it tends to, even though it's indirect heat, it burns, Um so I, I'm just used to putting it down, um with the bone side down, uh, but when, when I talk about, uh, cutting the, the back off of it, you take some, some shears, and you basically cut the whole back part out, mac, um, on, on each side of the the keel bone or whatever, and then once once that's out, that that thing will lay absolutely flat because it's very difficult to cook um, the thighs and the legs and the breast and everything equally, but that indirect heat for. A long period of time and obviously you have your thermometer there um to, to put in there to to get it to the you know the deepest part next to but you don't want to be on the bone or whatever um and kim can correct me if i'm wrong but um right. you know, you, yeah yeah you go in there and uh that, that's what i like because you serve um The biggest amount of people uh, for your family or whoever, even if you're having guests, with like literally ten dollars worth of chicken. Yep,
2: and I've done that. Cut uh, poultry shears, shears, and then cut down the backbone on both sides, and it flattens out. It does a beautiful job. Good. That's great. That's great uh, going,
1: Greg. I I I love chicken. I love chicken on the grill. I mean, you know, a steak is good and everything, but that's like an individual and you got to cook if uh one guy wants this or one woman wants that or whatever. But you got uh two whole chickens. Um, you know, minus the backbone um you're serving a lot of a lot of food to a lot of people and then yep. like i said you, you go to kfc to grab some coleslaw which is one of my favorite coleslaws the kfc coleslaw or you can go to your local you, you know here it's here it's hugos or wherever you're uh wherever you are mac with uh, uh the Grocery store or whatever. I'm sure they have a deli and stuff like that. But you can get your sides, and you could you could serve a bunch of people with two chickens. Yep. Wow, wow.
0: Well, How about you, Well, you know, I, I was thinking, um, and we talked about salt a little bit ago. Kim and I would go um, when I lived in Grand Fork during football season. We would go show up early, and we just kind of walk through the tailgating thing. Now, oh. right? So everybody knows Kim because of his restaurant, and he's on my radio show every Friday. And so you talk about you talk about eating good, right? We would <laughs> we would Don't oh my god, we would feast before the football game. We would like not even stay for the football game, right? We would go up well. and see Greg's mom and dad. I would go see Greg's mom and dad, sit with them for a while. And then Greg's dad's losing his mind, and then I'd be tired. I'm like, I'm going home. I'm full. I'm tired, and John's and, and John's losing his mind, right? And uh, I saw
2: everyone at Greg's games when
0: he was here. Yeah. Well, this is when he was yep. this is when he was coaching. I, this when I, he, I
2: met him, Heather at Sanders. Yeah. This is when he, this is when, when he, this is
0: when he was coaching, and uh, yeah. but there was I think they did this twice a year, and there are these guys. And I want to say one of them's name is John Dorner. And Yes, it, it is. John Dorner. They Good. cooked. They did this uh, fish fry. Right, Kim? Oh. oh, my God. And they used to batter walleye and something else. And they'd, so they fried some. They grilled others. Oh, my God. It was absolutely delicious um, what they did with that fish on the grill. And I'm sitting here thinking like that. I'm that still comes to my mind.
2: Portable uh, barbecue grill they brought along too on wheels. Oh my god! Yeah, this thing was a monstrosity. Yeah, they did ribs
0: and brisket.
2: (laughs) We feasted. Oh my god, it was good. It was good. (laughs) It
0: was good. And they had the coleslaw and cornbread, and it was it was oh. It was awesome and i
2: I don't think we walked by anybody that didn't call us over either
0: <laughs> well they they called Kim and I just tagged along and uh well, that's a,
1: that's a that's a good partner to have <laughs>
0: exactly it was hey. it was fantastic but but I'll tell you what that walleye and i think uh, what else did they cook Kim did they cook sunfish i mean w wh- i mean they oh
1: yeah they, they yeah they they cooked everything. Yeah, they yeah. they
2: cook walleye and they, they cook uh not some fish uh crappies. Yes. Yep. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, would they have cooked it? The cooked walleye was the, the winner winner crappie dinner. I mean fish dinner. That was just so good. And and then uh, you they did great I'll, cornbread. Oh
1: I'll God. tell you the. If you have a a slice of whether it be sunfish or walleye in a bun with coleslaw on top um, with some pickles or some hot peppers in there and you have a fish sandwich, you couldn't pay like if if (laughs) you said 15 bucks for a fish sandwich, I, I would say absolutely because It was so big and so filling that you'd have no problem paying that price. Yeah. Wow.
0: Yeah, let me – no, I mean, that that was really good eating. And and, and and to echo something Greg said, I'm a huge fan. First of all, I love Kentucky Fried Chicken, right? I don't don't (laughs) care if it's horrible for you or not. The, the 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 skin doesn't the, matter. The doesn't seven matter. herbs and spices, the mashed potatoes <laughs> and gravy, and then that with the coleslaw, and then at the bottom of the plate at the end when it's all kind of together, pff, the best.
1: Uh, <laughs> uh, hey, I'll tell you. I'll, I, I think I, I don't know if I told you this, but my my senior year of high school. My buddy used to work at
0: <laughs> You told
1: me that. and I oh, think geez. I told you this, right?
0: Oh, good. Tell it.
1: Where where they where he stole? Because the eleven herbs and spices comes in a huge barrel, it it, oh. it like a fifty pound barrel, and they don't like individually, and then you got to put it together. No, no, no. It comes in the it, well one of those barrels. Fell off the truck and ended up in my buddy's <laughs> oh my. car. Yeah. And so for the the whole fishing season, because we used to go out every weekend to a different lake. Because uh, in Thunder Bay, there's like I know that it says Minnesota has ten thousand lakes, while well, Ontario has two hundred thousand lakes, and we would go out fishing. And come back, and he'd have Ziploc bags full of KFC seasoning. (laughs) And we would just put our fillets in there after we deboned them and everything. And mix them up and put them in the oil. And we'd have KFC fish. Oh, my God. Like, you talking about going to sleep with a fat belly? (laughs) That was it. That was it. I mean, it was it was unbelievable.
0: That is awesome. No, that story. But no, I'm a huge KFC fan. Uh, a huge KFC. Well, think fan.
1: of KFC fish, though. Like, I mean, yeah. seriously, like that that crispy coating on a piece of fish.
0: That's pretty spectacular. I wonder why they never oh. have got. I wonder why they have never like broadened their. Um, menu horizons to include, yeah to include that it, because...
1: it probably is because fish spoils so fast that yeah. they don't want to they don't want to do another thing that they can't just put it in the pressure cooker or whatever um but let me let me tell you um we even went and got a whole bunch of kfc sides which is kind of a fu to kfc but we got the macaroni and we got the coleslaw and everything and sat down and on the Friday night that we used to go out there after fishing and, and, and eat the KFC fish with the, the coleslaw <laughs> and the back pony salad. <laughs> That's great. That, is, that is awesome. I it, can't confirm or deny, but I will say that it was pretty tasty.
0: I'm with you, man. I'm with you. The, um, all right. All right. The, um, so, any big plans for the weekend? You guys doing anything? Kim, you doing anything? Yep, uh, going uh, to uh, Beth's
2: nephew's son's graduation from Thompson High. Oh. On Sunday, and uh, then there's a little soiree afterwards, and there's a soiree tomorrow uh, at at their house for, with just relatives. Uh, and then Sunday is the soiree with all the uh, the friends and stuff. And, uh, and in uh, Mike's uh, garage, he calls it the shed, he's got three pinball
1: machines. <laughs> oh, I love pinball. I love pinball.
2: Oh, you and me both. So I'll be playing pinball and having a blast.
1: You know you know last week when I went to rochester um uh, with my medical stuff, I had to go get some stuff done or whatever, but I had some time, and uh my wife didn't join me because she had some stuff uh at at home with uh our other two children, but my son came with me, and <laughs> we went we went to the mall and there was an arcade there, an old fashioned arcade that has some new games, but also had like 15 pinball games and him and I battled with pinball for like an hour. And it was so much fun because he actually got into pinball as much as I love pinball. Cause my dad used to take me when, you know, it actually used to cost a quarter um and the pinball is elementary and now they got all these doohickeys and blah blah blah. But him and I got to spend some quality time together at the mall um with this pinball these pinball games. Um I I just was I, I it felt like I was a kid again. <laughs> and it, it 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 meant the world to me.
0: No, it's I'll tell you what. Um, playing pinball is one of the great wastes of time and, but when you're playing it, it's just, it's like, you're lost. And it's owned, baby. Well, I mean, honestly, I mean, for us, um, those were our video games, right? And I remember, I remember my mom looking at me going, how could you go to, And, and the place, I think the guy, I think the place we used to go play was, was pretty shady. It was like the back room of a barber shop. And I, I, th- I think this guy was into bad stuff because my mom said, you know, that guy doesn't have a very good reputation. And I was like, I know. <laughs> and it was right next to a 7-Eleven. So we'd go get an IC and then we'd, you know, we'd take our IC and we'd go in the back room and we'd be playing pinball back there, you know, until our quarters ran out. And then we'd go home. But while we were doing it, it was the best. It was our version of video game at the time. It was as good as it, it was as good as it got. to your quarters yeah. ran out. And then you went home. Yep. Then you went home. What about you, Greg, you got any big plans for the weekend?
1: Well, last weekend was uh Olivia's grad party. Oh um, how
0: yeah, oh yeah, how'd the grand party go?
1: Oh my god, I'm thank God it's over. <laughs> I mean the we had a we had a food truck that came that served uh <laughs> deep fried pickles, cheese curds, and a a Wea burger, which she got to design. Um, And it was from whatever, three hours. Um, But we had a tent set up outside and then seating inside. It was uh, crazy. Uh, As far as, uh, I think it was three to six, by the time people got out of here, it was nine o'clock. Uh, as far as the the booze is concerned, we went through six or no seven thirty packs of Bush Light, uh, five Whoa. cases of Michelob, uh, four cases of White Claw, and five cases of Truly. Um, yeah, they they all went like wildfire and uh people came and had a good time it did it didn't rain uh which was great um so it was great for her uh to celebrate her graduation so um i'm I'm glad it's done no that's the best part uh
0: so where's olivia going to school next year
1: She's going just to UND, right. yeah, just to uh, University of North Dakota. Um, she doesn't know what she wants to do yet, so uh, she's going to go and, and uh, figure it out from there. Um, so she's got a lot of scholarships, actually, because of her grades. Uh, she's a smart cookie, and uh, so she'll, uh, she'll decide when she gets there.
0: Yeah. You know, it's interesting. You know, Colleen and Olivia the same age, and and Colleen Colleen going to go to junior college, um, and she had opportunities to go away to school, and she uh, she decided she wanted to do that. She uh, uh, it's kind of an interesting little discussion too with different people who had different opinions of what Colleen should do with her life. Uh, yeah. So you know, and yeah, I mean, you
1: know what the most important conversation is the one she has with herself.
0: Exactly, and that you've got to look. Yeah. You've got to be. You know, and I mean, it's part of growing up for a kid when all these adults are giving you advice, and and oh, you look geez. at them and say, "Right, yeah, but this is what I want to do." Yeah, yeah. exactly. Right? And and so for a kid, it's they're a little grown up, and that took place, and um, and uh, so it's been so it's been interesting, you know, to to watch all that. Colleen, the youngest of our four, uh, graduating from high school, the baby. So, uh, so yeah. Uh, That's crazy. The end of an era as Colleen gets out of high school. So, so that'll happen. End of an era for you. Oh my God! Yeah, I've been I've been a parent since 1987. So what is that? Twenty four, thirty four years I've been parenting uh, Jeez. With, with with children in the house. With children, stop house. having kids. You know what? I'll tell you what. I um we had Colleen when I was 45 and Susan was 40, and. uh Wow. It was one of the coolest things that has ever happened to me, and not only because of her, but you know our kids were sixteen, thirteen, and ten, so we got to share calling with them. They, I mean they they helped raise calling, and to I mean they learned about discipline that you can't send mi- mixed signals, and you know, and all the rest of it. So uh, and watching them get excited about as she grew up and things like that. Um, really funny really cool so yeah 35 years of parenting so so again and you know i'll tell you what when we had her i remember thinking shit when she graduates from high school i'll be 63 what in the what in the what in the hell will that be like and uh you're an old man. I, yeah, and I have to say I, uh, <laughs> I have to say that my life is as good, maybe better now, than it was when I was forty five. And I and I it was it was you know, what I thought about it, it was like, geez Louise, man, what's that gonna be like? And uh so I would tell ta- you know, and Greg and Kim and I are all testament to I think one thing and that is if you do things you're passionate about in your life you'll never work a day. And uh, never. Never and uh and so I, i'm still doing that so I'm, I'm fortunate well boys first of all thank you very much for the conversation uh awesome you're welcome awesome and great, uh,
2: great having this conversation
0: today right and uh have a great weekend and we'll talk next week you too.
1: all right we'll talk take care love you
0: all right see you guys you guys there you have it that is greg lotus and uh and kim holmes on uh on a Friday. So uh yeah, just a, a discussion about nothing today, <laughs> which uh which kind of awesome. Uh just a reminder, um don't forget over the course of the weekend at some point to stop and to teach your kids, your grandkids what this weekend's about. And what this weekend's about is not it's not a thank you for your service weekend. Uh, We do that other weekends in the year. This is the weekend that we remember those people who gave their lives for our country. And that's what we remember this weekend. And specifically, we honor the families that have had to pay that price as they've lost somebody. And if you know one, um, reach out, do something to say thank you to them and that uh, I'm thinking of you. And uh, so make sure you do that because that's what this weekend is truly about. So with that said, I'm Mike McNamara, this is All Marine Radio on the All Warrior Radio Network. Um, have a great holiday weekend. As I said, don't forget at some point to stop and, and make sure everybody understands what this weekend's about. And uh, don't be afraid to take your kids and your grandkids to something to show them. To show them. And, uh, and then the other thing don't be afraid to be able to do, don't, don't be afraid to do, is don't be afraid to change somebody's life. And uh, this weekend for me, this week for me has been amazing. And uh, I get inspired all the time um, by different people. And uh, I certainly was this week. So if and if you need any help changing somebody's life, don't be afraid to reach out to me and uh, and say, hey, Mac, I could use your help. And I'd be more than happy to. So, on that note, uh, have a great weekend. I'm out.